Hello and welcome to the Scrimba podcast. On this weekly show, I speak with successful devs about their advice on learning to code and getting your first junior dev job. I'm Alex and today I'm joined by Ansub, who just got their first junior developer job. Ansub studied computer science but was always drawn to front-end development. That's when he came across Scrimba and truly became job ready. Me and Ansub definitely vibed and had a lot of fun talking about his approach to studying and getting his first junior developer role. We spoke about why rushing to get a job isn't always a good idea, no matter what you might read about crazy stories of people getting jobs in just a few months. We also spoke about how a sprinkle of stoic philosophy can help you on your journey. I really can't wait. Let's get into it. So my coding journey actually goes back to when I was actually in class ninth or 10th in school. I was like 13 or 14-ish and I was actually learning about HTML. People don't even consider HTML as a language, but it was something else for me. So I used to make HTML tags, headings and paragraph and seeing it in the browser used to excite me. And then I actually enrolled to a university and I actually learned computer science there. I learned languages like C, C++, Java, JavaScript as well, HTML and CSS, of course, and a little bit of Python. C, C++ and Java didn't excite me that much. I actually completely forgot about the HTML and CSS at that time because data structures and C and C++ were giving me hard time. So after the lockdown actually started, I looked into Python and data analysis. I really like the idea of visualization of data, but I also dropped that idea last year because I actually didn't like it that much. I actually got a job into data analytics before, but uh, I didn't go there because I really didn't like data analysis at that time. Then I actually moved on to iOS development, did it for like 20 days. I dropped that idea. <laughs> then, I, then I just came back to web development. I was like, this is something I really like. Besides this, I also do a lot of of designing. I have done a lot of designing for social media and stuff. So designing and making that website come into a reality by development. What else do I actually need it? I like that you tried a few different things and yet HTML, CSS, JavaScript, that front-end web development stuff, it's just the idea that kept coming back. You couldn't let go of it. Exactly. I can't even imagine my life right now switching it to another career because this is something which actually motivates me when I wake up. Did you graduate from your computer science course? Like how long ago was that? I actually graduated last year in August. And after that, I started learning uh, web development. I bought some courses from Udemy, but for a beginner, like even for me, it is quite overwhelming. Like I know computers, I know how they actually work. But for me, seeing so many tabs at a place at different places was quite actually overwhelming. Then I came across Scrimba on Twitter, thanks to the Twitter community. Tech community of Twitter is the best one. I saw someone who was talking about Scrimba and they were actually telling that how I actually switched from Udemy to Scrimba. So I was like, why not just give it a shot? That's how my Scrimba journey started. That's wicked. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, I guess we do things a little bit differently at Scrimba. I suppose it's like the career path that lays everything out in an order that's easy to understand. And then, you know, there's the interactivity of the modules, isn't there? Were you the type of learner who, as you were watching the course, you would like pause the Scrim and start editing the code yourself? Or did you just kind of blitz through it? I was in such a hurry in learning everything. And I actually messed it up a lot of times in the different interviews. But uh, when I was just learning in the Scrimba, I used to 
pause the video and do it by myself and then coming back to the video because I didn't I didn't have no idea that what we even have to do over there. It's one of those things where like sometimes to go fast you have to go slow if that makes sense. Exactly. Because what happened with me is I actually got an offer because I used to write blog posts on web development. I was actually learning from Scrimba and I used to make those learning, whatever I just learned from internet, like in a week or so, I used to make a blog out of it. So I, I was writing blogs on Hashnode, Dev.2 and uh, there was a company who actually came to my LinkedIn and they were like, okay, we can actually hire you as a CSS content writer, technical content writer. I got really excited for it. I was like, okay, I, I really like to do CSS and I can just do well in it. And uh, I completely failed during the interview because I literally had no idea about the flex and uh, grid and they were asking about that stuff. So that's what happens when you are just hurrying into the studies. So after that, in November, I actually stopped coding for like two weeks because I was just in such depression. I was like, if I can't even get a job into technical content writing, how can I become a front-end engineer but then some friends of mine they motivated me i actually talked to some people on twitter they actually motivated me and scrimba community on discord is one of the best communities they also helped me when i was stuck in places i actually started again with the basics and uh, that's how i actually got the job in march what kind of advice did your friends and the community offer you when you were like in that headspace so I actually, a one of a one of a very good friend of mine, he has also done the React course of Scrimba, but not the complete front-end development career path. He has just done the React course. I actually talked to him and told him that, okay, I'm actually doing React from YouTube because I actually wanted to learn React in just six days. Like this was something with me only. And this is a completely messed up idea that you are just learning so quickly that you can't even remember anything. So he actually told me that, uh, do you even know the basics of JavaScript. And I said, at that period of time, I was actually doing the Scrimba CSS part. And uh, he said, just focus on the basics and you are going to be learning everything which is going to come out of it. And uh, he also told me that whatever you are going to be doing, just be patient and uh, focus on the present for now and just work on stuff that you are actually learning right now. That advice actually really hit me because my perspective of learning was, okay, let's just learn whatever you can learn in a day. Just mm. give your six hours, seven hours and uh, just move on to new things. But your brain actually doesn't work like that. It actually needs some time to reevaluate the things that you are actually learning. Your friend sounds like a very wise person. Exactly, I'm, exactly. I made the <laughs> he, exact same mistakes as you, by the way. I distinctly remember building a little front-end app and all I wanted to do was like put an icon, like a magnifying glass inside of a text box for like a search field. And I was there just trying to like bully it into place and I just didn't have the foundational knowledge to make <laughs> it work. I was so frustrated. And then I went back to the basics and I was like, right, maybe I don't know CSS. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people actually asked me on my Twitter because I was actually doing that 100 days of code challenge. They used to ask me, uh, I'm learning JavaScript and I'm actually not able to make a website. And I was like, you don't even need to learn JavaScript for making a website. Most of the time, what people are actually doing when they are actually beginners, they are just making a landing page, which is not even functional. What people mostly lack is the basic HTML and CSS skills. That's how our foundation actually starts. People actually move directly to JavaScript or React because they are the topic which actually fascinates us. For me, why I actually wanted to learn React was the one of the major reason was that every job requirement that I was seeing 
requires React. And I was like, this is something I really need to learn in order to get a job. And uh, that actually lead me to not cover up my basics. We always see such exciting news about React and people are always debating like React or Angular or Vue. And all our favorite developers, they tend to like think of themselves as like React developers, not HTML and CSS developers. And there's always new and exciting courses about front-end frameworks and JavaScript more so than HTML and CSS. But actually HTML and CSS are like the fundamentals of everything we do. People think maybe you can't do much with just HTML and CSS. What, what would you say to those people? When I am actually working in my company and uh, I actually knew only about HTML, CSS, a little bit of JavaScript, uh, not that much. And they actually hired me and uh, I actually told them that I didn't know about React that much. And they were like, you know, HTML, you know, CSS, you're going to be figuring out by yourself. And I said, okay, that is like a challenge to me. When I am actually working, like it's been a month, more than a month, it is completely on JavaScript, JSX, and we are using some UI libraries like Chakra UI, which is based on the style component. Everything is just completely different for me. I have actually not used the normal CSS that we actually use in our project. I have actually not used it. But the foundation, again, it comes to the basics. If I don't know how the flex is actually working in the CSS, how I'm going to be using Chakra UI? Because it is completely based on that basic CSS, which talks about flex, which talks about grid, which talks about headings and paragraph. So the basics are actually very important. If someone is going to say, okay, I know React, I know different libraries but i don't know the basics they are not going to be working out properly in the industry when i actually started learning the chakra ui they gave me like one week i am actually working directly with the ceo of the company because me and him we both love doing designing and stuff and uh, he told me that okay we are going to be using chakra ui for our website and uh, i said i have no idea about chakra ui he said, you know, the basic CSS and you can just look into it and uh, it is going to be looking very overwhelming at first, but you will get the hang of it. And I said, okay, let's just look into it. And uh, it was completely CSS based. It was completely Flexbox and uh, devs. And uh, that's how you are actually building on it. So if someone who don't know the basic CSS, they're going to be like, okay, what is flex? What is padding? What is margin? And they're going to be confused with that. And who knows, every now and again, you encounter something that in this case, Chakra UI just can't do, or there's like a hiccup and like it doesn't quite work how you expect. Exactly. This actually happened with us. And uh, we actually wanted to design some custom component, which is going to come into the website later on. And... Uh, Chakra UI was not able to do that thing. And uh, we had to go back to the basic CSS for that. If you are enjoying this episode of the Scrimba podcast, please do us at Scrimba a favor and share this episode with your friends on social media, like on Twitter maybe, or in your community, like on Discord. Really, word of mouth is the single best way to support this podcast, so thank you in advance. If you haven't already, it would be awesome if you gave the Scrimba podcast a rating on either the Apple Podcasts app or Spotify as well. Back to the interview with Ansub. It's interesting because you studied computer science where, you know, you tend to learn things like data structures and algorithms. You kind of said earlier something like, you know, you understand how computers work. And bear in mind, a lot of people who study on Scrimba or teach themselves how to code front-end websites, they don't have that university background. They're sometimes left wondering if they're missing some fundamental knowledge. So you think it's important to learn CSS before learning things like Chakra UI. How do you feel about learning sort of the fundamentals of computing before trying 
trying to build front end websites. Is that the same comparison or is it totally different? It is completely different because in web development, everything that we are actually doing is based on the browser. Browser is actually acting like a brain for us. So we don't need to know how computers are working, how RAMs are actually working. At some places, people can say, okay, we should know how to manage stuff. How can we actually manage the storage? How can we actually increase the website speed? But that everything is actually dependent on the browser, not the computer. But what's about things like data structures and algorithms? Okay, so this is the topic which I completely hated and never even got good marks in data structures because I actually didn't like C and C++ and they were actually teaching me data structure based on C++ and I didn't like both of those languages. It was very hard for me, but there was no use of it in the front-end development. Never in my entire career, which is of one month only, I have actually seen that I actually have to use data structures somewhere. <laughs> There's still time, I guess. I actually saw some companies like Microsoft and Amazon, they were even asking data structure for front-end engineer as well. But for startups, they don't care if you don't know data structure and you can easily get a job over there. All they care about is that you can write HTML, CSS, JavaScript, know a little bit of React. And even if you don't know, just learn it and they are ready to give you the job. In this job and in the things you're doing, would you say you're more like design and CSS orientated or would you say that you're more like JavaScript orientated? It is both, I would say, because my company hired me as a front-end engineer plus a UX UI designer. I am actually designing the whole landing page layout, looking into how to place things, new designs, completely new UI. And now I also have to develop that exact same thing that I have actually designed. So I have to do the designing as well as the development. I have full creativity to do whatever I want to do. That's really impressive answer. When I went for the interview process, CEO told me that uh, we are actually looking for people who can actually design and uh, who can actually develop the design because it is going to unlock the creativity. Because usually what actually happens is designer is going to design some other stuff, but developer doesn't like that type of design. He actually wants some changes into the designs, but they are actually not working out well for him. And he has to do it no matter how he can just cry about the design but in the end he actually has to develop that design uh, so he was like you just design and you just develop it so we are just giving you the full power that's a story that comes up quite often like a lot of designers they turn into developers as well because they i'm just telling you the sort of flip side of the argument they get frustrated because their designs don't come to life how they imagined and you did a great job explaining how the developer feels because if the design is really ambitious they have no choice but to cry or do it right and being able to do both is is awesome i sort of wanted to get your take on what you think it means to think like a programmer just that as front-end developers or engineers, we don't often have to worry about implementing our own data structures or, or necessarily implementing algorithms as such. Of course, a series of instructions is an algorithm, right? And so to some extent, you are always creating algorithms, but we don't think about things like the big O notation and things like it doesn't come up as much. And yet I've often found that by learning those things, like how to implement a bubble sort and how it compares to a quick sort and various other data structures and algorithms that work on them, every Every now and again, you're going to end up with like a set of data that needs manipulating in some way, or you're dealing with a user input that needs to be mapped or something like that. And now you need to start thinking about kind of creating an algorithm. And I'm just wondering if you think learning DSAs in that way helped you think like a programmer. I actually want to learn DSAs. It is not like I'm just abandoning the idea of DSA. I actually want to learn DSA. But the problem is that what actually 
we in the beginning think is that for a junior role or for a starting entry level job, we actually think, okay, we actually need to learn whole web development. And apart from the web development, we also have to go towards the data structure as well. We have to learn the algorithms. We have to do bubbling, sorting and stuff like that. But that is actually not required for us. We just have to get a job and we have ample amount of time where we can just take a time out of the whole week that we have and we can just focus on those areas as well. And afterwards, when you have a certain level of experience, obviously, if you want to switch a job to another company or you want to get a better job, they can actually help you because a lot of major companies actually ask for DSA in the end. Let's segue into your current opportunity. First of all, let me ask, when did you decide to start applying for jobs? Did you just wake up one morning and were like, yeah, I'm ready? Or was it something that kind of crept up on you? As I told you before, I had no experience in JavaScript, but still I was applying for the React jobs. So I actually started applying when I learned web development and it was actually about, uh, I actually completed 40% of the Udemy course and I had no idea about Scrim at that time. And I was like, okay, I'm just completely ready for uh, web development design. I have built no project of mine. My portfolio has no projects in it, but I was just applying for the jobs and uh, I was getting such a disappointment with it because companies were like, okay, we can't hire you we can't hire you i was getting mails people were like you have no experience in it and uh, we cannot hire you and you don't have skill sets for it then i actually realized a very good thing in it i actually know where industry is leading to or what industry is actually asking for so during the time of uh, december or january i had the idea okay i know which company can have a potential that can actually hire me like they can actually see my potential and they can basically hire me so when i applied for this job and uh, i knew since the beginning that okay even if i'm not getting the job i am getting into the interview and there were some jobs where i went to the interview and in just one minute i actually knew okay this job is completely not for me and they're not going to be selecting me wait 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 how did you know you'd get the interview like what was your thinking there so basically, when I used to see the job portals, for example, they had no experience. First of all, I used to don't apply for the jobs, which actually have two to three years of experience. But uh, some people actually told me that you can also apply in those jobs as well, because usually they just shoving things over there. For example, I actually saw Amazon internship offer. They actually said three years plus of experience and they were actually hiring for an internship. <laughs> That's crazy. When I applied for this job, I actually read First of all, they were looking for someone who can actually design. I said, okay, I can actually design. And then they were saying, okay, you just have to have a good knowledge of HTML and CSS. And by March, I would say I had a good knowledge of HTML and CSS and even a little bit of JavaScript as well. So it was basically focused more on the design perspective because my CEO, he actually want design to be perfect. Even if the single mistake, he is going to be pointing out those mistakes and he's going to be like, okay, you just have to correct it. And it is something which I don't like and I don't like to see. I actually had this thing in mind that, okay, I can actually design something better in the websites and I can develop it on my own. And even my CEO, when he saw my profile, he actually saw my website first and he selected me just because of my website. So he said, okay, I really like the design and the font combination that you're using. That's why I'm talking to you right now. That's wicked. And so how did you come across this job exactly? Like, were you on LinkedIn, Indeed, some kind of job board? I looked into job at uh, AngelList. AngelList is a place where startups hire people. This is also a startup. Oh, nice. And I actually applied to like 300 plus jobs. 
I think I actually made it to like eight or nine interviews. And uh, in the last interview, I actually got the job. Oh man, that's awesome. I love these stories. Like it's just a weird way the numbers fall. Some people get their job on the first interview because they waited and really just honed in and sniped that perfect opportunity for them. Other people like play the numbers game and yeah, maybe it's the last one that ends up being successful. That must've been an awesome feeling. I actually used to feel very bad at the beginning. I, I used to see people on Twitter and LinkedIn. They are just getting hired and uh, I am the one who is actually not getting hired at this point. And then I actually realized this is a part of life, right? Because in the end, people have different circumstances. They are living in a different environment. They have different type of brain and they are maybe learning more than you or People basically are different and we all know it. And different people are actually getting faced with different types of problem in their life. So we can't even compare ourselves to others at this point. The only comparison I can actually do of myself is just me being someone who was actually in March or who was in January or who was in December. I can just compare myself to the past me and then only I can actually see the improvement. For example, if I'm going to be seeing myself when I was actually just getting started with the HTML, where I don't even know how to write the HTML tags and how to write the headings and how to write the paragraph. And here I am and I actually got the job of front-end engineer. So the only comparison I can just make is from the past of mine. Your friend was wise and it sounds like you're wise as well. Answer, I think that's absolutely the right way to look at it. I actually read a lot of stoic philosophy. So that is where all of this is coming from. It did sound very stoic. Only worry about what you can control. It's true that success stories can be inspiring, but they only come to the surface because they're exceptional. Like if everybody had a success story, they wouldn't be so special. So when somebody gets a job in a record time, it kind of floats to the surface of social media. But for the tens or hundreds of more typical cases where people take many months or maybe they, you know, you never hear stories about the people who give up, right? This is survivorship bias in a nutshell. It's very important to like keep that in mind while you're browsing social media or even listening to the Scrimba podcast. I try and do a good job of being explicit about it. And the nice thing about podcasts is that there's a lot of room the nuance exactly that is why i actually like this podcast because it varies so much there are people who are just getting hired and they are doing their own interview and there are people like i was actually listening to their microsoft interview with scott hanselman i think so he actually had like 30 years of experience and uh, it is just such a good thing to just learn uh from different types of people like people who are actually basically in the industry for like 30 years and there's someone who has just joined for like 20 or 30 days it is exciting was it always that you wanted to work at a startup or did this just happen kind of serendipitously? I actually wanted to always work for a startup because basically the thing with a startup is like you are actually working with the multiple heads. You have so many things to do and uh, you can literally learn so many things. Like, for example, when I actually joined the startup, I had no idea about Figma. Like I knew Figma. I actually designed a lot of things on Figma, but I actually didn't know that you can do so many things with Figma. Like, for example, prototyping, making components, making color themes and stuff like that. Like there are so many things you can do with Figma and I 
had no idea about it. And same is with the development part as well. I learned about Versal. I learned about Next.js. I learned about Chakra UI. And uh, then the company is also working at different external applications like Strapi, Ghost for a newsletter and stuff. So learning is a lot. For example, when I was just learning, uh, w- watching tutorials and stuff, it was completely, I, I would say I was learning like 10% of what I am actually learning right now. And uh, what I believe is that this thing actually can vary if you are just working for some big companies because they are actually going to be making you focus on one specific work. You cannot have an open-mindedness in that sense. Whereas in a startup, you can actually give them ideas. For example, I am working as a front-end engineer, but I also give ideas about the growth of the company as well. And I'm just active on their Reddit and I'm just trying to find people who can actually test this uh, product that they are actually building. You get to be a big cog in a small wheel, I guess is the way of saying it, and, and actually make a big difference. That's super exciting. We also have a meeting, like we actually conclude everything on Friday that whatever progress that the company is actually making, everyone is so motivating and they are just giving their own ideas. Even as a newcomer, even as an entry-level person, they actually listen to my idea and they are going to be like, okay, this is a very cool idea and we didn't know about it and we are going to be implementing it. Have you practiced like an elevator pitch for the company yet? Tell us as quickly as you can, like what they do and what the product is. So the company is actually Maya Labs. They are building a automation tool which can actually automate literally anything that you want. It works on browser, it works on Mac, it works on Linux, it works on Windows and uh, you can make some automation that can actually make your life easier. For example, when I actually joined the company, I actually built a bot which copies every Twitter thread. Like for example, I want to save a Twitter thread. I'm going to be opening that Twitter thread and uh, company has a layout, a command bar type style. You can just type there, I want to save this thing to Google Keep. So I actually made that automation and with just one enter, it is going to be copying everything to your Google Keep in just one second. And if I'm going to be doing it manually, it is going to be like three or four minutes. Possibilities are endless. You could be a salesperson too. That was an awesome pitch. Just in terms of like the interview process itself, like once you connected with this company through AngelList, what did the interview process look like? Whenever I actually tell people about the interview process, they always say, are you interviewing for NASA or uh, making rockets or something like that? Because my CEO actually has a bachelor's in physics and uh, He actually has built the Hyperloop India. He was the ex-founder of Hyperloop India. His idea was actually selected by SpaceX. So the questions actually started with my interest. Like he actually asked me about my interest. I actually told him like, I really like to talk about space. I really like to talk about technology and stuff. And that's how the conversation actually begins. His questions were more like how the universe, what do you think like the universe is actually there? Why God actually thought or some entity actually thought that universe should be actually there. He actually talked about why expansion of the universe is actually happening. He actually made me question my own existence, to be honest with you. Like the questions <laughs> were like that. <laughs> the interview actually had to be 30 minutes because it was a screening interview, but we actually talked for like two and a half hours. And we were talking about universe. We were talking about robots. We were talking about artificial intelligence. He wanted to test my critical thinking. We were actually talking about the quantum entanglement. It is basically a topic of quantum mechanics. 
he was actually telling me that why do you think quantum entanglement is actually there and i was like how do i know that it is actually there it is just there and we don't know about it but then he actually gave me a scenario he said okay let's say it, you are building a game and you want to put this quantum entanglement in that game so why do you think you want to put this thing into the game it just blows my mind away i was just saying saying gibberish i don't know what i actually said uh, but yeah, I always think it's a good sign if you have an interview of any kind scheduled and it kind of goes over time and they're okay with it. I think that once you cross that territory, you're pretty much guaranteed a next round of the interview. That's a bold thing to say, I know, but I think it's a really positive indicator. I actually never thought about it. I actually got an assignment with this talk only. That's why we were actually talking. We were talking about the future of AI. And uh, I told him that if we want AI in this world for the future, we have to make AIs which can actually work for human, but they can also make profit for themselves. And uh, he actually really liked that idea. So he said, you just have to implement this idea. So how you are going to be implementing it? So I gave him the example of NFTs. NFTs are so popular these days. I told him that, okay, there will be a artificial intelligence who is going to be making an NFT for the humans. It is going to be limited edition NFT only. He is going to be selling those NFTs in the auction to the humans. And the money that a, the bot is going to generate, the artificial intelligence is going to generate, is going to go towards the uh, maintenance of that artificial intelligence because in the end AI is just basically code and it needs improvement. So for example, there can be a website where artificial intelligence can just put a issue request just like in the GitHub and it can just say, can someone just fix this bug for me? And I can just give them 0.5 ether or 0.6 ether. So that was just communicating the whole idea of how humans and artificial intelligence can actually interact. So he said, okay, this is your assignment. You just have to build on this. He actually wanted me to code the front end of it, not the working. Of course, I can't make this working. Then we actually had a draft meeting of it when I actually made the design into the Figma. He actually told me about some ideas that you can actually implement. So I actually did that. Then he said, okay, this design is ready. You just have to code it and I'm giving you one week. And at that period of time, I knew nothing about React. Like I knew how to install React, of course, but I don't know how you're going to be making components or stuff like that. Scrimba comes for help. I opened the basic React course because I was actually not there. Bob is one of the best teachers I have ever seen in my life. Like big shout out to Bob. He's doing one of the best job on internet. What do you like about Bob's teaching style? He just conveys things so easily. Like if you see the React topics, they are just so vast. And Bob is going to be like, okay, you can just do this, do this, do that. These are the basics. Go with it. That is the type of style every teacher should be having. Because on YouTube, you are going to be seeing people who are going to be making simple topics complicated. But here's Bob who is just doing the opposite thing. He's just making complicated topic easier. So I actually learned React react from there i actually watched videos for like three hours and i got the basic idea of how you can actually make components in react and uh, made that project in one day i think and he actually really liked that process he actually said okay this is very interesting you actually build it in just one day so he said okay we are done with this assignment project you can just talk to the cto they vote for co-founders of hyperloop and now they they are co-founders of maya labs so he is also a very mission driven guy he talked me about how can we focus more into the seo and the performance of the website he said entry-level developers focus more on design and the layout of the website but he says this is not something that can actually be helpful when you're building site for company because in the end if a 
user is actually not able to load the website faster, what is the point of user interface? Because user is still lacking onto the website. You can't even load the website. So what is the point of the design when user can't even see the website? So that was actually a good point. And he said, you should actually look into this. And uh, this is something which can be helpful for you later on. And uh, that's how I actually got selected in the end. I also talked to him for like one hour or two hour. And same were the questions, just like CEO. He was more into other stuff, but yeah, the same questions of critical thinkings were there. So you left with your mind bent twice, basically. Tell us about the moment you got the news that you were you were going to work there. So when the interview was actually going to win, he said, okay, Ansaf, I'm very impressed with you and let's get you on board. And I was just thinking for one hour, like, did he really mean to get on board to the company or on board to something else? Like, I was just so confused. <laughs> onto, onto the Hyperloop, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking whether this thing is true or not. I actually told my sister, I actually told my mom and they were like, obviously it means that you are actually getting a job into the company and I was like oh damn I just got the job I opened Scrimba and I just posted in the I got hired section that I finally got the job because that is the basically the community that actually helped me since the beginning so yeah that's the story sounds like you found a really great fit just to kind of wrap us up answer I was wondering if you had any advice for anyone listening learning to code or hoping to break into the industry and become a junior developer. Like what are some of the things you wish you knew at the beginning? I actually want to tell some basic things that actually we forget. First is that we actually don't read the docs. Docs are something which is actually going to help you so much if you are just coding. For example, even in the React, if you are just stuck somewhere, first of all, look into the docs. Docs can actually solve 60 or 70% of the problems. And usually when we are just starting coding, docs can be very overwhelming for us. We are going to be like, okay, how can I just read so many things at once? But if you are going to be practicing it, it is going to be making your life so much easier. And second is that do not hurry in learning. It is actually a long race. Even if you're just getting the job, it is not the end. It is just the beginning. You have a lot of things to learn. Also, the third point I would say is that you should actually make a day where you're going to be revising the topics which you are learning in a week. For example, when I was in November and December, when I didn't knew about the basics of the JavaScript and CSS and HTML, I actually made a day. For me, it was Sunday. So I used to revise everything that I actually learned in that week on Sunday. So learning, 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 and then revise whatever you have done. On that day, you don't have to learn anything new. Just revise what you have learned in the whole week. That absolutely helps. Guessing a job is not the end. It's the beginning. I like that a lot, Ansub. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the Scrimba podcast. Just one last question, really, which is that, you know, if you do design and you do development and a little bit of like sales, apparently, does that mean you get paid like double or triple the salary? <laughs> I would say, yeah, it is more than average salary that we actually get in India, I would say. Ansub, thank you so much. That was Ansub. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, you might want to subscribe for more helpful and uplifting episodes with recently hired juniors and industry experts alike. You can also tweet me, your host, Alex Booker, and share what lessons you learned from the episode so I can thank you personally for tuning in. My Twitter handle is in the show notes. See you next week.